0: Hey, this is Pastor Rima and you are listening to Real Talk. Before you do another thing, I want you to go ahead and take this link, share it with two friends. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Pastor Rima. Real Issues for Real People. Praise the Lord and God bless you. This is Pastor Rima and you're listening to Real Talk. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And today I have a very special interview. I am here with Zim Flores, an entrepreneur, online influencer. She is the real deal. And I'm thankful to be uh, able to uh, expose her to uh, whatever, uh, whatever she wants to exposed in this uh, interview and whoever wants to uh, gather and gain some knowledge and tidbits and gold nuggets to implement in their own careers or in their own uh, ideas. uh, This is a very pivotal time and uh, it's a great opportunity. Every setback is a setup, especially for the people of God and uh, people that have experienced setbacks because of uh, our recent health uh, and public uh, health uh, safety concerns. Uh, this is a great opportunity for you to capitalize on a small business, and we have a great entrepreneur right here that's going to begin to expose you to what God has done through her and through her business or business is. Zoom, thank you so much for being on the call. Why don't you greet the people?
1: I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Pastor Bremer, for having me.
0: This is awesome. I, I, I have a, a very special place for people that can have vision outside of the normal and traditional structure on how to affect culture. Uh, Most times people just uh, regurgitate what everybody else is doing. And um, I think you've got some unique ideas and things that you have uh, successfully accomplished. And I'd like to talk to you about that. But first, uh, you are an apostolic millennial, aren't you?
1: That's right.
0: All right, apostolic to the core.
1: That's right.
0: And uh, I want to hear your story. Where are you coming from? Uh, How you got saved? How you came to know the Lord? Give give us a brief uh, summary of that.
1: Absolutely. So uh, when I talk about my story, um, my story doesn't start with me. I don't believe anybody's story just starts with them. Um, My family is uh, Nigerian through and through. Um, my, uh, grandmother was an entrepreneur, um, whose husband actually died in the Biafran war, leaving her, um, to raise her five children by herself. Um, and so that's kind of where I, I have my roots. They uh, grew up in a small mud house in, uh, Eastern Nigeria. My mom, um, immigrated to the U S in an arranged marriage with my father. So she came to the U.S. in the 80s, uh, in 1980 to be exact. Uh, My father was an abusive man. um, And uh, one day my mom found uh, a gun that he had hidden. And so she took my brother and I and we went on our uh, first cross-country road trip. I was, uh, I think I was one and a half at the time. And um, so it was a whirlwind experience growing up. Um, I grew up uh, Kojic, actually, in Rochester, Minnesota, and um, some of my fondest memories of growing up were the time that we spent in the church because it was a refuge for my mom, especially as a single mother um, during that time, Um, and so grew up, was, you know, fairly independent as a child because my mom was a nurse. She worked 12-hour days. Um, Eventually... We uh, moved over to North Carolina um, and uh, she worked, she continued to work in the hospitals there. And I started going to a Baptist church. Um, And so my high school, middle school, high school, college experience was Baptist primarily. Um, And then after I graduated college, um, which I will uh, just talk about a little bit as we go through uh this conversation i sold everything that i owned and i moved to india of all places
0: wow. <laughs> <How about it? laughs>
1: of all places so i moved to india and here there wasn't you know i was living in delhi and i was in bangalore and there weren't very many options to uh to worship uh so i was uh tuning in to my church online uh back home in the states um uh, but i during this time i um began to cultivate my own personal relationship with God. And it wasn't always straight and narrow. You know, there were periods of my life where I backslid. There were periods of my life where I was much, much closer to God. And um, I stepped uh, foot into my first Pentecostal church actually in 2017 um, at the rec, I'm sorry, 2016 at the recommendation of my Um, then boyfriend, now husband, um, who had just heard about this church uh, from a friend. And I stepped into the church and I knew it was different. You know, I had this very different uh, upbringing, right? I cloned a gene when I was 19 years old. I was a precinct judge when I was 19 in North Carolina. I had this very unique um, experience. And so I, I stepped into ICF and uh, met Bishop Gonzalez, who is you know, a former police officer, um, yeah. a big teddy bear, um, and who just has a heart for reaching people in really unconventional ways. And um, I felt like I was home. I didn't feel like I needed to live a cookie cutter kind of life because Bishop gave me permission through his own life. Um, and I was able to see, you know, hey, I can do things a different way in the kingdom and still be able to use all the gifts that God has given me to the glory of God. And so that, that was 2016. I got baptized in 2017 and, um, you know, the rest is, is history. It, um, so that's kind of my journey, uh, to the Lord. It's a, it's a, it's an unconventional story, but you know, it is mine and I can't change it. And I, I love to be able to share it
0: Um, to share it with people. Hey, there's nothing wrong with having an unconventional story. I think uh, most people's stories are unconventional and it may seem similar, but nobody is coming from the same place. And like you said, nobody's story begins with them. I'm a believer that everybody is a product of prayer. Somebody prayed for you. Absolutely. Uh, Somebody prayed for me uh, when, even if they didn't know my name, you know, they, mm-hmm. they were pray, praying for my community, praying for my home, and uh, God uh, answered those prayers, and I, I, I'm I'm encouraged to hear that testimony, and wow, wow, graduated college. What college did you go to?
1: I went to the University of North Carolina at Greensboro.
0: All right, all right, UNC, yeah. come on now. <laughs> you got a Tar Heel up on it, come on now. I mean, left everything, sold everything, and went Not to Boca.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Not to Cabo. (laughs) She did not go to Fiji. She didn't go to you know uh, some type of a resort country. She went to India. Now I've been to Delhi. Yeah, uh,
1: it's a it's a place. (laughs) It's a place.
0: Uh, once you step off the plane,
1: (laughs) it's a a different different world. Different, it absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It's a different world. Wow! And you lived there for how long?
1: I lived there for um, about a year. Yeah. So I was kind okay. of uh, I was hopping around. I, I I um I actually learned Hindi. So I was I was this young black girl t- in her early 20s speaking Hindi to all these people who were very confused. Right? Wow. They were just looking at me like, "We don't ex you're, you know you're American, but you're also speaking our language." I uh, was in Delhi where I learned it and then continued on down in Bangalore where I was working and then towards the end of my year I packed up everything and I moved to the base of the Himalayan mountain range to work with farmers. Um, so I was, uh, I was in a small town called, called Dharamshala and mm-hmm. uh, was working with uh, farmers who wanted to get funding for some of their projects. Um, So that was my very varied experience. I lived on a train while I was there. I met a lot of other young people, young Indians who were dealing with a lot of the same struggles um, in their own lives around like identity and around purpose and around um, their own careers. So it was a really interesting, eye-opening experience for me.
0: Incredible, incredible man humanitarian entrepreneur oh, Lord. apostolic <laughs> my goodness so so let, let's let's talk about uh, we, we may pull an audible here and i, I don't want to throw you a curveball but i think you it's you, all good i think i think it's all good so uh let, let's let's dig into this so um uh your husband how did he come into the picture like we're, let's talk uh, apostolic millennial love. Where where did he yeah. come into the picture? Let's
1: <laughs> so talk. so my husband, we actually met in college. So I went to University of North Carolina at Greensboro, which is in the UNC system. Not quite a Tar Heel. I'm a Spartan, but um, you know, it's all love. <laughs> so we we went to school in Greensboro and um you know it was we were both in the same undergraduate research program he was in economics i was in biology i'm a biologist by trade um and so we were just these weird kids he's from charlotte i was you know i grew up in durham and um and minnesota and we were friends we were friends first and we actually we actually dated a little bit in 2010 um but it wasn't, it wasn't a God relationship then. And I will never forget. He actually broke up with me and I will never forget what he said. He told me that he was breaking up with me because um, he was not able to be a vessel for God. And I remembered that. And I, it has has stuck with me from then to now in terms of um, this honorable guy who was in his early twenties, who was who just said I can't? I can't do this. I want to be able to be a vessel for God. And so we parted ways in uh, 2010. I moved to India, and um, he was actually one of the. He was actually the only person that I knew to come and visit me in India. That uh, I think two years later. Um, Wow. So
0: you guys stayed connected. So we stayed
1: connected. Yeah, we stayed connected. And, um, you know, Jason is a traveler like I'm a traveler. So, you know, he's lived in Brazil and and he was studying there and he's kind of been all over the place. And um, so it was it was uh, definitely a, a God thing. And I'm and I'm incredibly grateful. I mean, we've known each other since we were teenagers. I was, I think, 19 and he was maybe 18. He's younger than me. By a year, so I guess that makes me a little bit of a. Some people call me a cradle rocker, but I mean I don't know. It's just no, a year. no, no.
0: <laughs> no. I think yeah. I think you're fine at that. Listen, uh, <laughs> it goes beyond. It goes beyond age when. Oh, are you know, Especially you know when you're when you're adult now. If you're a teenager and you know he's like fifteen. 19, you know, we got some we, we might have to sit down and talk about that. But if you know if you're if you're 35 and he's 25, nobody questions that. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. So, yeah, you know, nobody nobody yeah. questions, you know, the age gap once you cross a certain threshold. But I, I that is that is incredible. That is incredible. How did he propose?
1: So he actually proposed uh there's a town here, you you probably know of it, Pastor Rima Naperville, um, at the Naperville yeah. Park. Um, downtown Naperville. So he, uh, he took me there one day. Uh, it was actually, it was last year, last June. So it was a quick, um, a quick like proposal period. Um, but he proposed there and then we had five months to plan. It was a destination wedding, um, in France. So (laughs) I'd been telling all of my friends for years. I said, if I get married, it's going to be, you know, in another country. So just, I'm telling you now, just make sure that save. you save. <laughs> um, and so, thankfully, though, during that time, the flights were not uh, expensive. They're about you could find a flight to London or to France for about three hundred dollars round trip um, from Chicago. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad, and we were able to provide housing for folks. So um, we tried to uh, minimize the financial burden wherever
0: we could. Absolutely, that's that's incredible. That's incredible, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Take notes, ladies. Take notes. Take <laughs> notes, men. Take notes. You know, God honors when you put Him first, especially searching for a mate, searching for someone to marry. God honors when you put Him in the kingdom first. The Bible says Absolutely, that He will add to you when you seek first His kingdom. That's right. So this is a perfect example. Perfect example that God. Uh, Bless this young lady with an awesome young man, God-fearing young man, committed to the Lord and to his family. And uh, I'm expecting you guys to soar and to do incredible things for the the kingdom of God. You're already doing that, but you know, sky's the limit. Praise uh, God, that's right. uh, Awesome. So let's talk about doing things for the Lord. Uh, um, You're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, how did that come about being a biologist by trade? Uh, doing your work in India. Now, how did this inspiration come to do it? Was it just something as a hobby and it turned into something that, you know, really picked up steam? Talk to us about how that, how the inception of this uh, idea.
1: Yeah. So biologists by trade, but I've always been uh, very curious. So in college, um, one of my high school best friends and I, um, he, start, he started um, an anti-tobacco organization. So he was traveling around um, the country talking to young people about the ills of uh, tobacco and uh, basically don't smoke, uh, don't do any of that stuff. It's not good for you. And so I worked with him on that in college. And so we would travel to different states. We would be in Nebraska, we'd be in Maine, we'd be in all of these different places talking to these young people. And so I really um, I cut my teeth in learning how to engage with young people and how to how to meet them where they are and and how to identify and empathize with their own struggles um, and so there I kind of it was my first kind of foray into. Being able to do something different and unconventional, um, and so while I loved biology, I knew that I didn't want to go to medical school. I didn't want to go a traditional path. I really had um, passion with uh, community and organizing communities, and so. Um, I, uh, worked to organize, um, a bunch of students in our area. There is about, I think, 70 or 80,000 students in Greensboro. So it's a large student population. And there was an international civil rights museum, um, that was going to be opened. And so we did a lot of work with that. And then I, um, moved to San Francisco for a summer and I organized churches, which was another interesting and unique experience, but- it taught me how, one, to share my own story as unconventional uh, and unique as it is. But in doing that, it gave people permission to share their own story. So I got to understand um, what life was like there for for people who were in these, you know, church communities and some of the things that they were dealing with. And um, then I wanted to take that experience, all this experience that I had with organizing communities, um, I wanted to, to apply that to an international context. So yes. um, I applied to this program that allowed you, it's called the Henry Luce Scholars Program. And it um, allowed you to choose any country in Asia that you wanted to uh, work in. And if you got the fellowship, they would um, they would pay you for the year. You, they would put you uh, up with lessons or uh, language lessons in that particular country. So I chose India. And um, I was working with entrepreneurs in Bangalore. And so this was, again, another step in thinking about creating value for a community of people through entrepreneurship. So I learned a lot there. Now, while I was there, I was flying to different countries for as little as $8 a flight. So I would go from Bangalore, India to Malaysia or to Cambodia or to Thailand. And the tickets were never more than $30. And a lot of my friends were like, how, how are you doing this? What kind of plane is it? Are there chickens on the plane? Do you have seats? <laughs> like, what's going on? And um, I would just tell them, like, you know, this is this is the most unconventional that I've that I've lived. But it's I want more people to be able to experience this. And so, um, the idea for my first company came from that experience. And so um, I I uh, moved back to. California where my parents were, where my mom was, I spent all my money traveling and my mom, God bless her, um, has always been very adamant for me and my brother to be in like the sciences or law or engineering or, you know, whatever. And um, we're neither of us are in those things, but every day for six months, she would always come in and say, so when are you going to medical school? When are you going to uh, nursing school? When are you going to do your post back program? And after six months i was like you know hey mom i think i'm thinking about you know doing this thing i have a friend um who was a board member of the organization where i was organizing churches who uh said that she had her couch was open in san francisco so i said i love you mom i'm going to san francisco i think i had maybe a couple hundred dollars in my uh bank account but I took a Greyhound bus to San Francisco <laughs> and I stayed on this couch for six months. I had four jobs. I was um, wow. determined to do something good. And at that time I wasn't in church. Um, and so I was I was working, I was quote unquote hustling. I was doing all of these different things and uh, ended up starting Travel Noir. I had kind of like a touch and go relationship with God at that point. Um, it was, um, it was like, it was like a faint heartbeat. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as strong, nowhere near as strong as it is now, but it was like a faint, a faint heartbeat. And so, you know, God has a, a really interesting way of calling us back to himself. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it was a, an interesting time in my life. Um, but that's kind of the beginning of, of entrepreneurship and it was a travel company. Um, and we ran about 60 trips per year, uh, across five continents. And our wow. goal was not, was to, to show people that you can travel, um, and not see monuments. We want you to travel and connect with people. And so yeah. our entire mo was in creating this tension that exists when we travel right there's things that go wrong there are all of these things that happen when you travel but at the end of the day through that you learn more about yourself you learn more about the sovereignty of god you learn all of these different things and i wanted to be able to turn that into something we could add into every single trip and every single experience um, and then, uh, in 2017, you know, we were really successful. Um, and we, <laughs> I went to NYC <laughs> uh-huh. and honestly, <laughs> this was like the summer that changed everything for me because at that time, Jason and I had taken a break because we wanted to, it was a short break. But we wanted to consecrate ourselves to God. And it was during this time that everything went haywire in my business, right? Everything went haywire in my business. And I could not rely on the person that knew me the best, right? Which was Jason. It was just me and God. And so, in a decision of maybe, it actually took me a day to make this decision, but I was at NAYC and Brother Jackson preached his message about um, success is sacrifice, right? When, Mm -hmm. when God thinks about success, uh, and when you look at, when we look at some of the heroes in the Bible, success is often tied to sacrifice. Um, and I thought to myself, I don't, I don't want to be the travel girl. I want to be God's girl. Mm. And, uh, that day I decided that I wanted to sell the company and really run after, run after God. And so, um, it was, I think about 45 days later, the papers were signed and the business was no longer mine. And, um, I actually have a a book coming out, uh, later this year, um, through Harper Collins. And, um, it talks about new beginnings and starting over. And, um, they had been following my story with this business. And, um, when I sold it, um, they they reached out to me. I think maybe about a year, a year and a half later, and um, my goal is actually to, or one of my goals is to think about how to uplift more apostolic voices with like a mainstream publisher like Harper Collins, mm-hmm. um, and it's been such a blessing. Um, but but yeah, that's the very long story of uh, no, that's, of because yeah
0: yeah this is this is what we're here for we're getting into the thick of it right now and wow you know just your sacrifice turned into success you sacrificed oh, yeah. your your dream of uh, running this travel business which uh, took off yeah and and you said i i want to i want to be god's girl i love that i want to be god's yeah. girl and god said okay if you're willing to do that for me, let me show you what I'm willing to do for you. Oh
1: yes. Oh and, yes.
0: Wow. Less than two months, your yeah. business was was sold. Yeah. In less than two months. My yeah. goodness. And 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 you 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 just said Harper Collins reached out to you for a book deal. Yeah. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Did, am I getting that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Lord it was, have you know, you have know, mercy. You know, Pastor. God Reena, said, "Let
0: yes. me show you." That's Let right. Me show you. That's
1: <laughs> right. He, you know, it's, it's funny because I was, um, I was telling the the woman who reached out to me initially, um, it was on a day where I really, I desperately needed to hear something from God. I can't remember what exactly was going on in my head, but I was sitting in a coffee shop, and this email came through. And I started crying, like I, I I just started crying, and I and I just remembered how faithful God was. All of this pain, all of the the suffering was not was not for not, like it was not for for nothing. Um, oh. And so it was it was such a blessing, um, and also a challenge to write this book because I had to. Um, really dig into all of the things um, that God has done for me personally, um, and how, and thinking about how to apply that to folks. It's about new beginnings, it's about starting over, and it's about our identity, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times we leave our identity with the things that are in our past, right? Yeah. We leave our identities with people or with the places that we've lived or with careers or jobs, but that's never where our identity is supposed to be. It's always supposed to be rooted in God. And so it's, it's kind of like the book that I wish that I had when I sold my first company because, because I was so tied to this company, it became my identity. It was, Mm -hmm. it was who I was known or it was what I was known by. So when I sold it and it was no longer mine and it began changing, then I started to lose myself in that. And so this book is a, it's, it is a, um, it's something that I wish I desperately wish that I had when I was going through that time.
0: Wow. So, uh, sold the business. Um, uh, now it's, it's, uh, moving forward. Uh, is it moving forward without you? Was there some, still yes. some ties or, so or, no, no,
1: the completely no ties whatsoever. Clean cut, clean, clean cut. They actually let me go last year. Wow. Um, they laid me off last year, but God gave gave me a head up, a heads up, um, about eight months before. And so when I think about all of these like new beginnings, God has always, always been by my side. And so when I left uh, last year in April, I was at my last day was actually in Israel. So I was in Israel um, uh, in this town on the coast. Um, and it was all just it was surreal. You know, this business yeah. that I founded, it's no longer mine, but I'm in your I'm in the Holy Land. Right. And I'm and I'm able to really be present here. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really special.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get a hold on, you know, something for the future, because everything that you immersed yourself in, you know, in essence was ripped away from you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Obviously, God's doing, but, you know, God got you. He got <laughs> a lack of a better term, he had you quarantined to himself. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, That's right. And, but no no better place to be quarantined than in uh Israel, the like, Yeah, oh God. absolutely. And, uh, God starts speaking to you, different things start happening. Uh, so uh, book deal yes. on, on the table. It's a, it's about to be it's about to happen, it's about to be public. Uh, what else you got on the fire? What what other things you, you got going on?
1: Yeah. So, um, I actually, I started a company called Italicist and I thought about, I thought about my own like personal convictions. Um, it's, it's the same way that I started my first company. There was a, a personal conviction that I had about travel with Italicist, the same thing. I love modesty. I love, um, I love, it as a lifestyle i love it as a principle i love incredible. it incredible um, i love how our inward modesty is reflected outward um, and so i started a company that helps uh women find modest pieces of clothing easier so um, any woman who is listening to this knows the struggle of, of having to hop from store to store to store because you can't Listen find up. something up. That, uh, that fits, something that works, right? The dress is not long enough, the top, the back is out and the dress, like there's all of these different things. And so um, my goal is to shorten that curve so women will tell us what they can and can't wear. Um, the kind of necklines they can wear, the kind of sleeves that they're comfortable with, the length of the skirts that they're comfortable with. And we will scour the internet um, and present them with options um, instantly from all of these different stores so that you can just view everything that you want to wear on one portal instead of having to hop from store to store. So
0: yeah,
1: it's a, it's a tech company. I've never done a tech company before, but mm. uh, so this is me stepping out on faith And I believe that, uh, I believe that God will equip me the way that he's always equipped me. Um, And so a lot of times when I step out on faith uh, on these different things, it's, it's, um, God has always got my back. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the other is that my husband and I—we actually we purchase small online businesses, um, and then we grow them. So we've been doing that for about a year. Okay, so
0: now you're into acquisitions.
1: Yeah. So we do um, some small company acquisitions. We uh, did our first one last year, and um, it's been really—it's been a really interesting learning experience. And then starting next year, when travel uh gets back to normal or like settles into a new normal. Um I want to start running um small group biblical experiences in Turkey, Greece, Israel, Jordan, and Egypt. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited about thinking about travel to these nations in a different way. Instead of going to different sites, Uh Uh Um, How can we have conversations with people? How can we think about um, our our relationship to other people um, differently in a way that Jesus thought about his relationships with people? He always worked in the minority, right? So when we think about his experience uh, on the fringes, how can we continue to cultivate relationships uh with people in that way and so that's kind of what i'm thinking about so there's a i might have my hand in a lot of different uh pots
0: <laughs> um, true entrepreneur
1: but listen Pastorima, none of this would have happened if i had not made the sacrifice if i had not been obedient to god I felt like he was leading me to give up this business right if you think if we think about john chapter 15 when Mm -hmm. when the bible talks about god being the true vine and that he prunes even the things that you better
0: speak on that are growing
1: right so that they may grow and blossom more abundantly and so this business the my first business was not inherently you know it wasn't inherently bad but god had a vision for something better so Mm -hmm. he did a little snip snip he did a little pruning and here we are you know years later with this with this bounty, with this beautiful bounty that would not have existed if not for the pruning that happened in the summer of 2017.
0: Absolutely. So God pruned away your business and gave you an enterprise.
1: <laughs> That's a good way thinking about it.
0: <laughs> look look at That's what right. look at God. Look, look, at, look God. at God. God.
1: That's so, right.
0: So he doubles, he take, he tells you to give up your travel business. You, you know, this is your Obviously, it's your passion. You 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 were doing it, you know, solo. You were doing it uh, while you were in India, and this is something that was passionate to you. Traveling and going to different places, you you translated it into uh, a, a business idea. It was successful. You were loving it, things were going good, and God says, "Okay, give up your Isaac. Give, That's give right. Up, give up your give up your baby.
1: That's right. And
0: He took your baby and gave you a nation." Yeah. Now he doubles back. He doubles back. And now you're able to capitalize on that passion, but now it's going to benefit the kingdom of God. Y'all better be listening to this right now. Look at what God can do for you. If you just follow his voice, listen to him and trust him, trust him, trust him with the things that uh, he asked you to do. What, what, what incredible, incredible story. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about our recent things that's going on. Uh, yeah. Mainly uh, COVID. So you're an entrepreneur. Um, I know uh, things that you were doing probably was uh, dominantly online. Uh, yeah. How how has uh, COVID uh, <laughs> hindered or helped yeah. your your endeavors?
1: yeah well i can say that i mean i have i have some friends that are in the travel space and so they were hit particularly hard and i remember sitting back and um just being grateful that i wasn't because we you know we had quite an operation to be running 60 trips a year and to Mm -hmm. if that would have happened uh in march you know this year we would have been in serious serious trouble and so i'm grateful that I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't in the industry in that way. Um, but also, uh, my husband and I—we actually got the coronavirus. As much as we tried to, to avoid it, wow. uh, we ended up getting sick. Um, and um, it was, you know, it was a blessing. Um, I—we actually found out a couple of weeks ago that we had, we had the antibodies. Um, we didn't get tested when we had it because we didn't know that we had it. We had some hunches, but so that kind of slowed us down in terms of, uh, quote unquote work output, but it allowed us to continue to cultivate our relationship with God, right? It, it meant that we had to pull away from the news and really pull into his word, because if not, we were going to go crazy, um, with all that was happening in the world. And, you know, I, I had a moment where I was really stuck because in my head, I'm like, what's the point? Like, I'm thinking about this business idea, but what's the point? Like, God is coming back tomorrow. Like, look at the signs. Like, (laughs) look at everything. God is coming back tomorrow. And for a little while, I didn't do anything. And I had a conversation with my husband. We went walking and he said to me, I don't know about you, but when God comes back, when Jesus comes back, he's going to find me busy and it it reminded me that there is still work to do right we were not to be sitting and waiting idly by we have work to do we have souls to save we have people to reach and so I made a post um, in April March or April I think about um, I don't know it was about modesty and it was about a conversation that I had with uh, somebody that I I had considered a friend years ago who who told me that I hated my body because I never showed any skin. And I had this conversation, I made this post and the amount of people that resonated with this story, with the concept of modesty, with uh, the fact that they loved themselves even more because they covered themselves up, it really spoke to me. And so I thought about how I could create something to help a woman who is on the journey to modesty or, or a woman who is already dressing modestly, but is looking to do it in an easier way. And that's when italicis was born. So there were all of these things that happened, right? We got sick, I stopped working, I you know, had this, this uh, post that didn't, I didn't think it was gonna turn into anything, Pastor Rima. I just, I just posted what was on my heart, and, you know, God gave me this idea and I have tried to talk myself out of it many, 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 many times, but yeah. God has given me this conviction about it. It's, it's something that I simply cannot shake. Um, and so, so yeah, that's uh, that's how COVID has, has really shaped, um, you know, the past couple of months for me.
0: So Right, let me get this uh, clear. Like COVID comes into your husband and your life, and it essentially slows you down enough so that you can hone in and focus on on this next endeavor that you're doing, and really, really fine tune it. Am I am I looking at this right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So COVID blessed you. Yes. So you're, you and your husband are impacted by COVID and, and for most people, you know, they regret uh, having to go through something like this. Oh, I, yes. This is, this is just a clear example that uh, you know, Romans 8, you know, all things work together. Together for
1: the good, for yes. The, yes. The
0: good and the bad and God can use any situation and let it bless someone and in this case it's not just going to bless your husband and yourself but it's yeah. going to bless you know everyone that you can reach
1: yes which is absolutely. incredible Absolutely, it is
0: incredible it is incredible sim thank you so much for uh giving us this time and if you're listening to this right now i, I don't i don't know what you're doing but you, you better go <laughs> you can pause this right now rewind it Go get a pen and pad, and just start jotting down some things because God, God's gonna speak to you through this. And it doesn't matter what hits your life, whether it's COVID, whether you know you you're out in the middle of nowhere. Some some of you may be, uh, you know, like Zim. You might not be in a foreign country, but you're in, in a in an isolated space, and uh, yes. God can speak to you. God can use where you are. And this is a great example of. Uh, what God can do if you just follow his voice and put him first. Zim, thank you so much for uh, being on this interview. And uh, I hope the Lord continues to bless your endeavors. And I hope the Lord uh, continues to inspire others to do uh, similar to what you have done uh, for him.
1: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rima.
0: Amen. God bless you. Hey, thank you for listening and tuning in today. Help me to get the word out about this content. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Pastor Rima. And why don't you go ahead and follow and subscribe these podcasts so that you can be notified when we upload fresh content. God bless you and keep it real.